0: You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Portia, Arkansas. If you would, would you turn with me to the book of Jude? Go on to verse number three. One verse, one verse only. Jude would write in verse number three, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. He wanted to remind them to earnestly contend for the faith. Would you pray with me? Lord, Father, God, oh, I thank you, God, for what you've already done here. I feel your presence here tonight, God. God, the way that you have worked for each and every individual that stood up and spoke about Jesus... Oh, God, I thank you, God. And, God, I pray, God, what little time we have here left tonight that you will move in this service, God, that you will anoint me to preach this word and that you will move and that you will open the ears and the hearts of your people, God, and that we may all be encouraged even the more. God, I ask, God, that you will fill my mouth with words. And, God, I ask, God, that you will do what only you are able to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I don't mean to swap gears and go somewhere as I wasn't planning on because this scripture also have been on my mind. and Oftentimes when you are looking and praying and reading the word of God, there's different things that will jump out to you and you're going to find that sometimes it's just hard to really pinpoint where God's really called you to be. But I believe tonight... Listening to these testimonies. It's been a while since I've been that encouraged. I'll tell you the truth. It's been a while since I've been that encouraged. It's been a while. And to see the kids stand up and praise God and give a testimony, I mean, it just, I'm bubbling over on the inside. You know, These things that we go through, Jude is writing here exhorting, he's saying fight to stay. He's saying I want you to know I was going to write you about simple salvation, but instead I want to say contend for the faith, contend. You know, life's going to hit us sometimes. Life is comes at you hard. Sometimes we don't know why things happen. Sometimes we don't know why God's doing the things that He's doing. Sometimes we don't know what all God has in store for us or planned for us. There is times that we are sitting back just wondering, why God, me? That's right. Or maybe I'm the only one. But you know, tonight, as I begin to listen, you know... Little Brooks, how old are you? Eleven. You know, I wasn't much, had a much different age than him when I lost my mom. I didn't have a church family. I didn't even really have the knowledge to talk to God. But I knew enough of God to blame him. I knew enough of God to carry it around with me. I knew enough of God to ask why. Come on. Come on. You know, his testimony, it touched me. Brother Charles, you can stand up and praise God through it all. You know, growing up, When you don't know, you're not around church folk. You don't know what it's like to show up to church every time the door is open. You don't know what it's like to go watch the preacher wash the windows on Thursday. You don't know what it's like to be in a place where you want to go to a church. The world is so strong and that's all you know. All you know is what the world, the hand that has dealt you. All you know is the people that's been placed in there. And let me tell you, whenever you know nothing but the world and it's got a grip on you that you would think will never let go whenever you're young and you think you've lost it all, even at 10, 11, 12 years old, you think you've lost it all. You're walking around lost. You're walking around going from house to house just because you have nowhere else, or you don't think you have anywhere else to go. Thank God. Brooke has a church family. Amen. He knows he has a relationship with the Lord. And you know that should encourage some people. Yes. Where very easily set back on our heels by the poise of the devil. We are very easily caught off guard by a financial situation. We are easily distracted from keeping the main thing the main thing. We are easily put into a position where we're worried more about money and finances than the things of God. We are very easily put into a place where we're feeling so sorry for ourselves we don't even want to come to church. We feel so sorry for the things that have been happening that in and around us, the people that's not in our lives no more or the people that we don't even talk to anymore and we just don't know what to do and everything's consuming you. And I mean, it gets to the point. You feel like you fought until you can't fight anymore. Anybody ever feel like that? I'm just being real tonight. I heard over and over again tonight how God has moved. I have heard over and over tonight individuals standing up. And how God has answered prayers for their families. Amen. And the common theme as we went on through that was how family members continued to come into church, continued right. to come a little here and a little there. Don't give up. That's right. You know, whenever as a child of God, And your prayers are being heard. Do you know how important they are? How important they are to God? Why? Why? Is it so hard sometimes? You know, I'm going to throw in a little bit of Everything that's been in my mind, I guess. But do you know, don't you know that you are the temple of God? Do you know what that means? Do you know what it is to be called out to be ye separate from the world? Do you know what it means when we are commanded by God? Be ye holy, for I am holy. Do we know what holy is? Because we're going to have a lot of the church that tells us that you have to dress like this to be holy or you've got to be talk like this or you've got to have facial certain types of facial hair to be holy. They are trying to find holy by the way a person looks. Do you know while we're contending for the faith? How much nonsense that is that we're putting faith into the way we dress? Do you know if you put... A wig on someone that has no hair. You're seeing someone that really don't have hair that has hair. You take the wig off and they're still bald. Kind of like that. (laughs) When you dress a certain way or you act a certain way because you think that's making you holy, you're still just the same person. You're still exactly the same person you was before you dressed like that. But what is it to be holy? What is it to be to contend for a faith that is so precious, that is so dear? Serve a God that is able to answer each and every prayer to allow us to have a testimony service like we just had. What is it to be able to enter into the temple of God? To be able to walk past the brazen altar where the sacrifice was slain? To walk into the temple of God the, whenever you walked through the outer courts, past the brazen altar, past the golden laver or the brazen laver where you was to be washed, and if you was a priest, you would wash your hands and your feet, and then you would go into the temple. You would go into the holy place where the candle and the light, the light would be lit up, which was a type of the light of Christ. And then you would have the showbread, and you would have the altar of incense, which would send up smoke continually like the prayers of the saints. But you know that's where most of us are as a church. I'm talking about church as a whole. We've accepted Jesus at the brazen altar. We've been washed. And we have went into the holy place to where we know the light of Christ is. We know that the light of Christ resides in the tabernacle or in the temple. We know that the person of God is sitting there with the light inside them. We have the twelve loaves that we are depending on because we know that God's going to provide for us. And then we have the altar of incense and we're praying. And that's where many stay. They're praying. And they know enough of the Word of God that God knows that they are His child. And He makes provision for him because we serve a merciful God. But you know, you're not, you're not meant to stay there. You're not meant to stay in the holy place. You are not meant to stay right there at the altar of incense. You are actually, Jesus came to die for you. The brazen altar is the ultimate type of the cross. The ultimate type of Jesus Christ. Laying down his life for you and me. The ultimate type. Because after we accept him and what he has done, then we walk in, we are washed, we are generated, regenerated by the washing. We enter into the holy place. You know, only the high priest once a year, only once a year was able to go any further. Only the high priest. All the other priests, all the people, the people actually had to stand outside in the outer courts and wait for the priest to come out and say, yes, God accepted that sacrifice. But only the high priest was able to go into the holiest of holies. Now inside the holy of holies, we had the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat. And I can take you to scriptures, but for sake of argument, that's all I'm presenting to you tonight. Inside the Ark of the Covenant, there was three things. Aaron's rod that budded, the broken law of Moses, and manna, the golden bowl of manna. Three things that was inside the ark. On top of the ark laid the mercy seat. The mercy seat was where the presence of God was. The mercy seat is where the high priest would take blood one time a year and sprinkle to roll the sins back as Pastor even touched on this morning because the blood of bulls and goats, it could only roll the sin back for a year. Do you know because of the high priest, because you are a literal son or daughter of the Most High God, that you are able to say, Father, Father, and you are able to enter into this holiest place, the Holy of Holies. No longer are you kept out. No longer are you not able to step foot in because you are not a high priest. But you are in the high priest. You are able to go in. You are able to make petition to the Lord. You are able to stand in the presence of God. You are able. Oh, we shout about it. We want to be in the presence of God. But then, as I said earlier, what is being holy? Jesus came, lived a perfect, sinless life. For 33 and a half years he lived. For 33 and a half years he walked this earth sinless, spotless listening to the voice of God, guiding his every footstep, every decision, every word out of his mouth was guided by God. The book of Hebrews presents him as the great high priest. When we want to look at what holy really is, let's look at Jesus. If we look at Jesus, we see the Father. He says... If you have seen me, you have seen my Father. That's in heaven. So if we are looking at Jesus for the type of holiness that God is talking about, because inside Jesus we see that God is holy. We cannot really imagine the holiness of God. We cannot really even begin to explain how holy A thrice holy God is. And we want to say that we are holy because of the way we dress. We want to say that we're holy because of how we are being baptized. I mean, baloney. It makes no sense. Not to be or poke fun, but it really makes no sense. We are called to be a light. We are called be Christ-like. We begin to look into the Holy of Holies where God wants us to bring to bring us because it's there on the mercy seat is where you'll find Jesus. And if we're looking at a type of Jesus which the tabernacle or the temple was Inside that broken law, or inside that ark that set underneath the presence of God. Do you know that's a type of what should be in every believer? The law of Moses. For it was prophesied that one day that the law would be on the inside of us. And then you had the... So as a believer, as someone that has access and is in the great high priest, the law of Moses that was written on the slabs of stone, you have that. But you don't have it in the earthly context. You actually have the moral law of God within you that is going to guide you and lead you and show you all truth. He's going to tell you how to act. He's going to show you how to dress. I don't have to tell you not to wear that. I don't have to tell you how to dress or how to cut your hair or any of that stuff. I've got more important things to say because God's on the inside transforming us. All right, now we've got the Aaron's rod that budded. You know, they took a dead stick. The twelve tribes. Because they're arguing over if Aaron should be the high priest. God told Moses, have them all write the name of their tribe on the stick and go lay it down. And the one that buds is the one I'm going to choose. He took a dead stick. Has anybody ever been a dead stick? And it budded. It came to life. Because once you finally get a hold of Jesus, I'm not just talking about at the brazen altar, but I'm talking about when you get to the message of the cross. Whenever God begins to pour into you this message that is opening up the Word to you that you, like you've never heard or seen before, whenever He begins to pour into you, you're going to begin to bud, but you're just not going to bud. You're going to produce fruit because that's thick, that rod, it began to produce almonds. You're going to produce fruit like you've never produced before. Then you have the manna. The Word of God. As I've already mentioned, it's going to be opened up to you whenever the message of Christ and Him crucified and really begins to latch on to you and it begins to be revealed to you. You're going to have a greater understanding of the Word of God than you've ever had. Why do you think it's strange that there ain't no hardly any churches around that have kids that stand up and testify? Why do you see it strange whenever we got kids that will stand up and praise the praises of God about the things they've been going through. Why? Because we are preaching the one true word that is able to change the person, that is able to provide for them and sustain them and to lift them up. It don't matter if they're nine years old or 90 years old. It is the one message that is never going to change. It is always the same and always will be there. And that is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I don't preach this message because I go to this church. I go to this church because of this message. I preach this message because it took someone that was so lost, took someone that didn't even know what the presence of God felt like, didn't even know how to read a Bible or say a prayer, and it took him and changed him and made him into a person that, hey, some people ain't even afraid to hang out with him no more. Because the things that he used to say, he don't say anymore. The way he used to drink, he don't drink anymore. And you know what? God's been faithful. God has never moved away from the first time I met him. Only thing that has happened is he's drawn me closer. He's made me realize that the things that the Bible says, this book right here says, there is not one word in it that is not true. There's not one word in it that is not able to be done right now. I've been asked before do you think God can still heal with a shadow? it's his will. Yes, sir, I do. Yes, sir, I believe God's able to heal you any way and every way he wants. But you know what else? I've seen too many miracles myself. You know, 12 years old, I, a couple years after my mom passed away, I went to a little Baptist church and I got baptized and they gave me this Bible right here. This Bible, and I some of you know this story, but it's okay, I'm gonna say it again. This Bible was given to me. I wasn't saved. I got dunked underwater, that was it. I left there living and talking just like I did before. And you know, after a year or so we moved off and I never went to that church again. This Bible sat around in my room and I moved out. I didn't move out, I just left. This Bible stayed. For years, I forgot about it. I forgot about the Word of God. I'd forgot. Oh, yes, I'd go to a church every once in a while, but I forgot about God. I blamed Him for too much. I blamed Him for too much. Bible is starting to get a few wearing marks on it. I mean, most people's Bibles, after 25 years, they look a little worse than this. This Bible is 25 years old. It's set on a shelf for about 20, 23, or... Let me back up. It sit in my room probably about five. My sisters would ride a church bus to Annieville Baptist Church. I forget the name of it. Pleasant Grove. They would ride a church bus there just to get away from home. And one day, I guess, they needed a Bible, so they took this one. And it said on a shelf inside that Pleasant Grove Baptist Church. I had never stepped foot in it. Still to this day, I have not. For 20 years, 20 years, I have not seen this Bible. We come unto the message of Christ and Him crucified. And, thank God. I felt a calling after I truly gave my heart and my life to the Lord. And the devil don't, wants nothing more but to steal what God's will for you from you. He wants to bring up everything he can to you. He wants to show you how you're not good enough. He wants to put you in a position where you begin to get jealous or you just want to quit because it's not you that's getting the attention. Hey, I, I, I don't know. I, I guess it might just be me, but God... The devil wants nothing more than to take you out. Especially when you have accepted God like you have never accepted anything in your life. Whenever you finally said, yes, God, I will, God, send me God. But my God is faithful. Me and Jennifer pulled up to school one morning to drop the kids off. And I'm skipping a lot, but We pulled up. She walked in to take Cole in his classroom a couple years back, because he was actually leaving from there to take Lane to take a driving test. She come walking out of the school. i still remember it. Lane was sitting in the back seat, and he was saying, "What's Mom carrying?" I looked up and didn't think nothing about it. I said, she's got a Bible. I mean, at this time, we had Bibles laying everywhere. There was not no, I mean, I didn't think nothing of it. She got in the car and she said, do you know what this is? Well, yeah, a Bible. Duh. That's your Bible. I said, what Bible? She handed it to me. Seen my name on it. I don't know if I've ever preached or taught anywheres without it. It's made a couple trips out of the country. It's made several trips to prisons and to the agape houses and other churches. It's just, it means something. After 25 years, it set in a church. Now how odd is that? It sit there until one day when the devil just almost, when the devil just almost had me when the devil just almost had me want to walk out them doors, not much different than what Brother Jeff did, just to walk out and never come back. Don't even really know why, but it just everything seemed against you and everything seemed like, hey, it'd be easier to go back to the life I lived. I never had to do, deal with this whenever I lived in the world. I never, before I started coming to church. Why? Is this too real? I don't know why I'm here. God showed up. She handed me this Bible and I was like, I remember. I remember. Now you tell me God is not able. You tell me that there is nothing that is hard for God because anybody that can keep a Bible stored away for 20-some hard years, make it look almost brand new still, and bring it back to you on the day that you were thinking about giving up. You tell me that God is not real, that God is not faithful. You tell me that He's not there to hold you and to keep you and uh, allow you and give you little nuggets that way you are able to contend for the faith, that you are able to stand up just like the testimony service we had here tonight to say my God, but God was able, but God seen me through it, but God, but God, but God, oh somebody needs to be getting happy because but God have you ever had a but God moment because that time when you thought you was going to give up, that time you thought you was going to give in, that time you didn't think you could go no further, that time because that time comes by every once in a while but God, but God But God is able. God is faithful. Give Him a hand clap of praise. And now, to see my kids living for God. Oh, I'm testifying right now because my God my God has changed my household. My God has moved because of the message of Christ and him crucified. It's not just because we's going to church. We's going to church before we came here. But even going to another church where we came here, I really wasn't even saved then. But we was trying to do right because I mean, I'll just tell you. That woman right over. There, she would not leave me alone. About going to church. She would not. Now at times I think she got more than what she bargained for. Because it's been a it's been a ride. You go living from in the world for 30 years to living for Jesus and trying to live with Him with all that you have, it's going to be a ride because you're going to be losing some things and you're losing it fast. You've experienced things you never thought was possible. You begin to see things that you've only heard about and you halfway thought it was a joke and you, then you get baptized in the Holy Spirit with speaking in other tongues when you don't even believe it and you're wondering what in the world is this? What is this? I mean, God is able to move mountains just for you, just for you, just so you are able to contend for the faith. I mean... Paul would say, that I may know Him. That I may experience Him. That's my cry. I'm praying, God. I, I just want to know You. Reveal, Just like You revealed Yourself to Daniel. Just like You revealed Yourself to John. Reveal Yourself to me. Show me Your person. Show me everything that there is to know about You. I want to know You, God. I want to experience You. I want everything that You have to offer me. And then, God the attacks come every time God moves every time he heals every time he touches you the devil's right behind him just as the Judaizers was right behind Paul everywhere he went preaching the cross The Judaizers was right there trying to steal that message away from them. Just as the devil's trying to steal what God has just blessed because if you lose your faith out of what God has done, he's going to get you because doubt You know, Aaron's two sons, they offered up strange fire onto the altar. And fire come out of the altar and consume them. When we start doubting, when we start listening to strange gospels, whenever we start listening to something other than Christ and Him crucified, it's going to consume you and you're going to die. Spiritually. This message... The only message. The only message that is able to truly get you into the holy of holies. To truly get you into the presence of God. To truly allow you to die to self to an extent you can look back and say, but God, but God. Singers, musicians, musicians, if you will, I'll come back. I don't know what we're going, some of you are going through. I don't truly understand everything that I'm going through. I don't understand all the things that happen. I don't understand... Why sometimes we can look around and we feel like we just want to give up. Whenever the devil's attacking our marriages, our finances, when he's attacking you where you're most vulnerable, he's not going to attack something you don't care about. He's going to attack the things that you care about the most. He's going to attack. He's going to move in ways that you ain't for sure if it's even the devil. He might present you with blessings that seem like they might be of God, but truly they're designed to make you come further and further away from God. Because if he can get you to look away, if he can get you, to step back out of the Holy of Holies. If He can get you to quit praying for your family, if He can get you to quit praying at all, I mean, sometimes praying's hard. He's had me so beat down sometimes I couldn't pray. I didn't know what to say. I could just sit there and weep or not even want to get out of bed, but God, But God, but God would always remind me look to Jesus, enter into the throne room of grace boldly, enter into His presence because you are the Father's. You are a literal son or daughter of the Most High God, and I don't think we understand that. No, we're not little gods, but we are His children. We are literal sons and little daughters. My elder brother, I don't know about you, but my elder brother is sitting on the throne at the right hand of God, and all I've got to say is Father. And He's sitting there and saying, This one's got something to ask you. This one wants something. This one, this one, He is yours. There's not a need He's not able to meet know sometimes it's tough. I know sometimes. Kids, I know the school is dark. You want to fit in. Trust me, I spent 10 years trying to fit in, trying to find my place. It's hard to fit in when you don't even have clothes to wear that's your own. Don't tell me you can't make it through the school. Oh, we might not have had all the cell phones, and thank God that we didn't. People are still mean. Don't rely. Don't rely on earthly senses telling you you're not good enough. You are good enough, because you are God. Will you all stand with me? I want Hannah to sing this song. I want you to begin to think about it. what I want to do. I want to open up the altars. I wanted to remind you tonight that you are a child of god that you are able to enter into his presence only by calling after his name it's not because of who's praying for you it's not because of actually what you're saying but it's what you are believing it is what you believe because jesus is able to move mountains jesus is able to do anything the things that you have been praying about he has been hearing you i want to say this Contend for the faith. Contend for what you have been praying for. Contend for what you've been believing for. Don't let the devil steal it. Don't quit asking. Don't quit coming and asking. So I ask God that you will move in this congregation. I ask God that you will meet each and every need that is here tonight, God. And I ask you, I ask you, don't quit contending. Come up and ask the Father. Enter into His presence. The altars are open. If you need us to pray with you, line up across the front. We will join with faith with you. Because we serve a God that is able. If we just enter into His presence, if we enter in by faith in what Jesus has done already for us. Because He came and died for these needs right now. And if your simple faith in Him and Him crucified is able to meet Him. this message you can find us on facebook at faith worship center porsche arkansas our contact for prayer or donations is by mail faith worship center po box 296 porsche arkansas 72457 through messenger or paypal you can find that link on facebook also thank you and god bless you and your family